set the world on fire. I just want to start a flame in your heart. In my heart, I have a Welcome, everyone, to Greetings from Beyond Radio. I'm your host, Rich Valdez, and co-host... Vicki Burnett. And uh, as usual, uh, it's great to be in front of everyone, and we're going to go through our usual uh, spiel of where you can listen to Greetings from Beyond Radio, and uh, then we're going to have a little moment of silences here because uh it's needed you can listen to us on spotify facebook watch us and see watch us and hear us on youtube iheart radio the paralanx amazon music podcast index samsung podcasts listen notes apple podcasts wherever apple is available when it comes to our show google podcast and pandora and um with that, I'm going to go into uh, a moment, a few moments of silence, and uh, I'm going to have our producer uh, play a video for us in a few seconds for one Kiki Atonito, or, um, well, at least that's how we knew her, uh, who passed away last week, Tuesday, and um, it's uh, now the best time the best situation and show to pay our respects to a dear friend of mine. So go ahead with the video. So yeah, that was our um, video memorial for Kiki Atonito. Um, she died suddenly. Um, 
morning, early mornings of Tuesday last week. Um, she was found by her wife, uh, passed away and uh, died very, very young. Um, I remember her as a ray of sunshine in, uh, um, in the midst of a world full of darkness and a world full of negativity. She was always that one person that you would look over at and she had a smile on her face and nothing but a loving message to come out of her mouth to cheer you up. She meant a lot to her wife, her family, her extended family and friends, which quickly became her family. It was a shock to hear the news that she had passed away because someone's soul full of energy, someone with, and, and this just goes to show you at any time, any time, your ticket can be punched. She was going to be either 48 or 47. Um, come June 30th, same birthday as our producer. And uh, died very, very young. She led a very healthy life. Vegan. She was a Zumba instructor. Uh, she was a therapist. And also a devoted wife to Jennifer Atonito um, and a devoted friend and activist as well in the LGBTQ plus community that mm -hmm. um, for many people, uh, mm -hmm. including myself, including others that support this community, was quite the activist. And she always fought for the underdog. She always fought for everyone's right to be as they were meant to be and born into this world. Her physical vessel may be gone, but her memory lives on. It lives on in her friends, it lives on in me, it lives on in Tammy, it lives on in all of us because she will be missed. She was really one of the good ones and I'm still in shock. Um, to know that physically she may not be here, but I can tell you, I know she's with us in spirit. So um, thank you for that short time um, to give a send off to Kiki. Uh, we love you. We miss you. May God bless you wherever you are. And I hope you're around us for a little while so that we can sense you and feel your love. And moving on. Uh, today we have, I think, a great show lined up. Don't you, Vicky? It will be often. fun. It'll move along. It'll be interesting. You, They won't know what's around the corner, and neither will we. That's what makes it fun. And you're a psychic medium. So the fact that you won't know what's around the corner. <laughs> Remind me not to ask you to pick my lottery numbers. Okay. I because that would be for some kind of gain and uh, I don't use my gift. Well, actually, I might ask you because it would be for my gain, but, you know, I'd share. Um, so, well, know. that's why I know you'd share. Exactly. And that would still be for my gain. I know. Oh, you would. Okay. No, I wouldn't share. 
<laughs> I don't pick numbers. Sorry. Yeah. Well, um, so but I do want to say one thing before we move on. Yeah. You know, your friend who passed such great work that she did, but it's such a shame that somebody has to stand up and fight to be who they are. I just, it, it's beyond my comprehension that people have to stand up to fight to be themselves. Everybody should just accept everybody. It is what it is. And as my mom would say, it's no skin off of your nose. Whatever their life they want to do with their life, it's no skin off of your their your nose. Let them do what they need to do. And I think it's just it's a tribute to her for being strong enough to stand up. But I wish that society were such that she didn't have to do that. That she could have just spent all that time just concentrating on being her and you know loving everybody, which I know she did, but not having to fight a fight is what I'm saying and stand up for the underdogs and stuff. We, we need to really, as a society need to think about how we treat other people. Amen to that. Uh, I've always said live and let live do unto those what you would have them do unto you. They're sound pieces of word of advice that people should really take under consideration. I don't care um, if you're born black, white, brown, yellow red i don't give a crap purple you know if you get cut and you bleed red you're a human being and we should all treat each other accordingly unfortunately we do not live in a society that is as readily acceptable for this uh, my condolences love prayers to the family thank you so much leslie i appreciate that um we we have uh beth with us as usual thank you i know she was on vacation last week um thank you so much beth and as you know she was one of our guests uh, a few weeks back and we had a great time with her and john um so i'm i'm gonna give the mic over to vicky um and let her run through the rules of this game that we are all going to be participating in now, ironically, I'm the person who doesn't like games, but I was the one who thought about this game. Don't ask me why. This is Paranormal Popcorn. So what Rich and I did is we came up with a bunch of different paranormal topics. I took them and I typed them up and I put them on little sheets of paper that I folded up and I put in my Disney refillable popcorn container trying to keep with the theme. So here's the rules is that I'm just going to shake it up and I'll pull in, I'll pull out a sheet of paper and that's what we're going to talk on for 15 minutes. We're going to set a timer. And when that timer's up, it's up, it's over. We move on to the next one coming up. I'm going to pull two. And when I pull two, we're going to need people in the chat to choose. And we're going to do the one that has the most votes when it comes to that segment. Are you ready for the first one? Are you prepared? Yo, go for it. All right, I'm reaching in, reaching in. All right. The first topic, oh, it actually comes up where you can see it. Dream places to investigate. So these are places 
that we have not investigated. Let me get my timer going. Yeah, I was looking for my timer when you were asking. I got it. I use it every day. All right. So, all right. So we have our timer going. So these are any play dream places that you and I have not investigated. And people in the chat, type yours in the chat as well. So, Rich, what are some places that you have not investigated that you would like to? I know this is not a very popular place um, and people actually fear it. And I understandably uh, Bobby Mackey's. And uh, my reasons for that is the first time I ever heard of Bobby Mackey's uh, was because of an episode that Bishop James Long was in. I'm like, I can't name the name of the show um, where this team investigated Bobby Mackey's and uh, having spoken to Bishop Long about this place and knowing full well uh, that that is one of the most impressionable, most demonically infested locations. And you would think, you know, why would you want to go into a place that's demonically infested? Um, it's, it's kind of, as a demonologist myself, I'd like to see what's in there and uh, not necessarily test my limits, but I know my limits would be tested once I'm there. So that's my first one, Vicki, shoot. All right, well, mine's going to be a lot broader than that. Anybody that knows me knows that I am obsessed with Henry VIII and anything related to England. So my dream investigation would be something over in England and I'm going to admit a very dirty little secret about myself. I used to watch Most Haunted. Yes, I watched it for the entertainment value, not for the investigation side of it. I always love when they went to the different locations and they told you the history. And they said, this person walked here and this is where this person did this. And, you know, Derek Cora would do his little sensing and all that kind of stuff. So my dream place would have to be someplace located in England would be my number one. What's your number two, Rich? Well, let's go with Beth Watson, Danvers, and Leslie uh, Leap Castle in Ireland. Uh, and she also said Bobby Mack is as her second. Uh, you know, I'd have to go with any castle, honestly, in Ireland. Uh, that's going to have, or Scotland, it's going to have a lot of history. And that those are countries that have been established way 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 before the united states in fact that's where many of us came from and uh definitely any pick one any meaning mighty mo and i know there's more castles sometimes in some of these countries and there are uh homes <coughs> because there were so many out there that needed to have a castle to live in pick one i'll investigate it. in fact i'll stay a week Lock me up if you have to. I'll investigate it. I love anything that old. Tag you're it. All right. Well, the other place I there's no way that at this point I could investigate, and only locals will know what I'm talking about. Uh, I live in Lake Worth, Florida, and in Lantana, Florida, which is the next city over, there used to be a TB hospital called AG Holly. And a long time ago, it was the TB hospital where it had the, the body chute that went down into the place where they had the incinerators for 
um, the deceased. They, um, at one point it was turned over, those buildings were turned over and it was law offices. It was even our local uh, health department offices. And finally the building was sold and demolished and now there's nice condos there. So I really, at one point I wanted to go and leave my card on everybody's doorstep having paranormal activity, give me a call because I seriously doubt that all the things that happened at AG Holly and all the deaths that they saw through the years, there's no way that all that energy and all that just disappeared. And I would say that the people who live in those places are definitely having some activity. And if any of you are watching, go ahead and send me an email at nancy38drew at aol.com. And uh, I will gladly come over and investigate. Now, I do have new, no firsthand, um, a friend of mine, they were actually filming in there and they were trying to do some little short movie and they had so much activity. It was crazy. Like they would, they had like this hallway set up and there was like this chair. Everybody walked off for a few minutes and the chair went flying. I mean, there was so much activity while they were trying to film. So it definitely was an active place and all that just, didn't disappear. Right. You know, I would say any hospital that's abandoned uh, and any hospital you find, be it in the States or abroad, it's going to have activity because illnesses that lead to sickness, oftentimes those people have been there for months. Uh, I should know because I was there for two weeks, two days, and thank God I won that card game with death. But uh, I could very well have lost, and I would have been stuck in that damned place for a very long time. So I would say any hospital, uh, because they all have their morgues, they all have their suffering and deaths. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. But yeah, definitely any hospital, you name it. Uh, <laughs> she used to get the creeps when she drove by A.G. Holly. Gotcha. And it, it was a big, and here's the thing, most people who lived in this area had contact with it because right in front of it were the baseball fields where all of the kids baseball games and all that stuff was literally right in front of ag holly and um it was also a driver's license place the dmv was um right there next to it as well so a lot of people especially locals they know exactly what i'm talking about with ag holly for sure all right you get one more come on me yeah i honest to god i mean I, I, I uh, like I said, every hospital, there's one in particular that I know Jen and I would love to go back to. It's just right now, it's uh, not a very uh, great place to go to because of the management that's there. So um, we would like to do a little return investigation at that one particular hospital. I will name the state. It's uh, in the state of Tennessee. Uh, that's That's all I can say right now not going to give these people any energy uh or person even though i like it's mcdonald's with a mystery so now everybody's googling hospitals in tennessee oh god come on there's really just one in particular but uh yeah uh let's just say i like mcdonald's but that's as far as the mech goes when it comes to love okay still being cryptic very <laughs> and we're getting shushed by the producer. Make sure you don't say anything. Yeah. All right. 
You know, the one place I used to think when I first started in the field that I would want to go to was Waverly. But I think now I don't think I could handle it. I, I think I would be too overwhelmed. Um, the only time that I've ever been someplace that I got super overwhelmed is in St. Augustine. There is the Huguenot Cemetery and um, the Tolomato, which is the Catholic one. And once a month they open up so you can actually walk through them. And I had no problem in the Catholic Tolomato, but when I walked into the Huguenot, I, everybody was screaming, I'm here, I'm here, I'm over here, I'm over here. And I had to get up and leave. I went through the front exit and went out the back. And I, I do have one more, the Biltmore Hotel, 13th floor, uh, simply and only because that was the first place I actually went to investigate back when I was 16, 17 years old. And it was abandoned at the time. I would like to go back to the Biltmore Hotel. Problem is, the 13th floor is still there. It's now open and operational. And yes, there's still a number 13 in the elevator. Well, you know, like we talked about this on another show. People aren't stupid. You can't skip from the 12th to the 14th and think 13 isn't there. Well, there's some people that think you can. You just all of a sudden go 12... <laughs> 14 <laughs> you know i've but, never had like a bad connotation when it comes to the number 13. yeah i know but yeah it's it's considered bad luck yeah oh well anyway so i don't think i could actually do waverly i think that i would be too overwhelmed so that got crossed off my list for that reason alone so and i may even find that the same thing would hold true if ag holly still existed all right anybody else out there want to type in any of your dream places to uh, Jen, our producer, Scotland, uh, Jenny Davis, Ireland. Um, let's see what else we have here. Um, uh, Leslie, definitely castles, plural. Uh, uh, that's about it. All right. Well, I'm going to stop the timer. We did that in under our mark. Wow. Yeah. Maybe we'll Aren't get to we more special. of these. Labor's where I did my... Uh-huh. Yep. I, I don't think I can handle it. Oh, Beth Watson says the Playboy Mansion. Of course, I'd be investigating something else. But um, bum Anyways. All right. Next one. Let's see. Skinwalkers. Oh, Lord. Here we go. All right. All right. Having having just, uh, what, two weeks and a few days removed from being in Utah itself, home of the Skinwalkers, um, and having heard my fair share of Skinwalker urban legends and folklore, I, quite frankly, to be honest with you, I'd love to be able to go on to the Skinwalker Ranch and investigate without any interference. Of course, I, I would welcome the security because after the stories I've heard of things happening to people there, there's a lot going on in Skinwalker. That's that's a melting pot of UFOs, Skinwalkers, uh, aliens, you name it, even light lights coming from sources that it should not be coming from. You would need more than just a day or two. You would need to be there at least uh, a week or two, maybe even longer. Uh, our producer says her brother knows the owner of Skinwalker. 
yay me looks like i may be going to skinwalker ranch all you know after all and I, it's not that i'm afraid it's just too much well what would be your focus if you went since there's so many things that people have experienced what would you actually focus on you know i would actually focus on emfs that should not be there because there's there's yeah. very little if any anything power lines uh it only leads to you know certain spots it's a very big big area uh i would like to know if there's been any seismic shifts that have happened as of late any light sources coming from the sky or from the earth itself to the sky and what location go there uh from what i've seen from what i've heard there seems to be a lot of phenomenon that surrounds more of first second third fourth kind when it comes to ufos and that in itself i find to be fascinating considering the the legend behind skinwalker ranch is skinwalkers which happen to be individuals that can shapeshift into something else why all of a sudden there happens to be ufos aliens and people growing masses in their head that shouldn't be there i don't know i'd say that's been within the last two decades but before that it was just skinwalkers but skinwalkers actually spill out of skinwalker ranch into the rest of utah fyi and <clears throat> our producer's son actually was chased by one at a nearby park where she lives and i found that to be interesting and it actually mimicked either her i think it was his brother's voice and it wasn't he followed it for a little bit and then he heard the growl and he ran so um he he could hear it and feel it running behind him and then he finally lost it mind you this is a a nature path that goes in through the park he had to get back onto the boardwalk just to get away from this thing but that's what skinwalkers are also allegedly known to do and that is mimic other people's voices to draw you close and then they attack well who's to say since they shape shift into different things and they can imitate things all these other th things the ufo sightings and all this that and the other maybe they're just the skinwalkers playing with us could be but i mean why would in order to have um light sources coming from nowhere from the earth and onto the earth uh people seeing actual objects in the air moving around like it just don't care and in a way that just they you know airplanes can't yes i had to go there whatever and that draws a lot of questions uh utah is known for skinwalkers cryptids ufos acti ufo activities in the canyons and bigfoot we are right between skinwalker ranch and area 51 lovely uh yeah <laughs> well for people who don't know um skinwalkers are originally they um are from native american folklore yes. and they were basically native american witches gone bad so they weren't your medicine men um although they could have had the same abilities and things like that but they basically went to the dark side and that's why they do all the bad things that they do when they're around 
And um, I have to say, of all the different legends and things like that, they wouldn't be my favorite. Because yeah. I would just be too scared of being fooled as to what they really are. And and they probably know your worst fear. So one of them would turn into a giant freaking snake and try to chase me. Because it would know exactly that would be the thing to do. Because nothing else. I'm not going to, don't worry, Rich. I'm not going to mention to the audience that you're scared of frogs. Don't worry. Um, I'm, scared <laughs> I'm scared of snakes. So it would probably turn into a big giant snake. Well, for your sake, I hope it does. And um, <laughs> I hope I'm around when that happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll be, and, you'll be hiding from a frog. And there you, there, there you go. You know, uh, here you go, Vicky. <laughs> right from Beth. Yeah. You know, I, I I just don't like anything that's slimy and and reptilian. Let's just leave it that way. Well, snakes technically are not. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they are. They're slimy. They have that. No, they're not. They're more leathery. And, and frogs are very slimy because, and I just know. Uh, no, that's when they, that's when they pee on you. That's not, they're not. No, asleep. that's not true. They're always like that. That's how they breathe. And, and oh, just so you know, I saw a big toad in the yard the other day. Oh, okay. So <laughs> moving on to skinwalkers, because I'd rather face a skinwalker <laughs> than a freaking frog. Jeez. There you got uh, it, folks. There you got it. All yeah, over the internet. Not from me to the and universe. No from me to you and everyone else listening, I am not a fan of frogs. Okay. So what? I'm not a fan of clowns. So if and one knocks on your me. door, one knocks on your door holding, you know, some balloons. Oh, thanks, Beth. Love you, B. But no, you, you know, you're, yeah, you got a big fat F for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but what if the skinwalker transformed into a giant? Oh, you know what? Okay. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. That would uh, That's why I don't particularly care for them and don't necessarily want to come in contact because I'd be scared that they would, you know, transform into something. Now, I did get a, over my phobia of snakes a little bit. I started looking online at those pictures of snakes wearing hats. And a snake wearing a hat is too darn cute. Just so you know. So anybody out there who is scared of snakes, go on and Google snakes with hats. And when you see them wearing a little unicorn hat or a little top hat, they don't look as scary. And I'm not as bad as I used to be. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for the next topic? <laughs> are we? Are we out of time? Thank God. Let me, <laughs> Let me check the time. No, we actually still have two more minutes. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Okay. Uh. Like I said, I wouldn't mind investigating Skinwalker Ranch, but I would like to know when exactly did it go from Skinwalkers to UFOs? Because if I recall, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was the Cherokees that actually cursed the Utes and um, the the uh, military that was there that forced them off their land to have to suffer the consequences by Skinwalkers. Now, skinwalkers, I don't know, maybe that is part of the lore that you said you stated that they were bad witches, like you know, they were once good Jedi's. Now they were in the no, dark they've always side. been bad. They've always been bad. They that's but, what separated but, them. You, oh, you know what? You. Okay, that's See? enough. All right. 
You know, Don't you know Jenna's always on my side when I say something, and she's always quick to find a picture. See, uh, not scary at all. Find one a toad and a no. Let's not and move on to the next subject. All right, next, and we are uh-huh. pretty close. We're at fifty-five. Okay, let me reach into the barrel. I don't know. I think this is going quite well tonight. Uh, I'm glad you. You think feeling so. comfortable with this right now? No, I'm not. Not anymore. I hate popcorn. <laughs> okay, let me see. All right. Oh, you're going to like this. <laughs> Fairies, <laughs> elementals, and nature spirits, whatever See, you want to call them, because these can be in the same category. So we went from, from nasty little toads and skinwalkers and now cute little fairies and elementals. Hey. Tinker, Tinkerbell, or as you know, Jen likes to call it, Stinkerbell. Um, so go on. All right. Well, I'm going to do my own um, story when it comes to nature spirits. So I was going through a time period where I was just in Sutton. I'll do it while he's got his, uh, he got, took his face out of his cup. And no comments when I say this. I was going through a period where I had really bad energy and I was in a really, really bad mood. Shut up. And so I had an investigation in Jacksonville. We all packed up in the car. Bobby Joe was driving. There were other people with us. And I was in such a horror. My energy was, oh my gosh, it was horrible. And Bobby Joe was in one of her talkative moods. So she's driving along and she's just talking, 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 talking. And in my head, I'm going, shh, just shh. Like, I'm going to slap her. I'm going to push her out of the car, right? So we get, oh, and, and um, my shaman, uh, Emily, was with us. So we get to Jacksonville, we get to the location, and we're in the backyard. And Emily says to me, there's something here that I think you need to tune into. And she goes, I think that there are some nature spirits or elementals. And I closed my eyes and I said, do they look like this? And I told her what the vision that had come to my head. She said, yes. And she said, they're the ones that's causing some of the problems because They've been ignored and now they're, you know, kind of like little kids and they're mischief makers. And I said, well, what can we do? And she says, well, we could give them an offering. They like things that are shiny. And the only thing I had was like some cheap beads because we had eaten at Harry's in St. Augustine. So I had some cheap beads and then I had a silver bracelet that a friend of mine had made me. And I took off my bracelet and I said, here. And she took the bracelet and she went back. There was like this big um, like bush area and she went back and she hung it on the bush. Let me tell you, from the moment I gave that offering, my demeanor and disposition changed entirely. I, I can't even tell you. It was literally like you snapped your fingers and all of that was lifted. So that was the moment that I developed relationships with nature spirits. Fast forward several years. My mom had passed away. I had an investigation in Fort Pierce. I'm sitting outside while the team members were doing something inside. And um, I just, I was, I looked up and I was surrounded and one nature spirit came and he put his little hand on my wrist and he said, it's going to be okay. And I knew he wasn't talking about the case. He was talking about my mom and he was talking about my sister was fighting and contesting the will. 
and I didn't know where the kids and I were going to be and, and what, how this was going to end up. And he said, I knew instinctually that he was talking about that situation and he said, it's going to be okay. I just start boohoo crying. And when I tell you the whole place was covered with nature spirits slash elementals, whatever you want to call them, the, this woman's whole property, there were thousands of them and they all came out to comfort me. And it was because I had had that encounter where I respected them and I honored them. And I truly believe that that was the first thing and the most important step in order for me to have relationships with them and to be able to see them. A few things there um, uh, that I want to point out. What you just stated, this happened at another case away from your home. Uh, and didn't matter where you were, they still showed up because they're, they're part of, you know, earth, they're part of nature and wherever you're going to be, they're going to be, uh, something else uh, that kind of triggered a memory. And this was because of an interview that I, I had had last week, Friday, uh, for a show and elementals did come up. Leslie says elementals can definitely be nasty if they feel like their land is being disrespected offerings to help now i i do agree thank you leslie for for that remark i'm gonna say why um and something that the uh host had mentioned um she said i had a case over 10 years ago where someone decided you know what i got avocado mango trees and stuff like that but i don't feel like having to spend so much water you know or uh, so much money on water so this lady dug a hole and created a well so she could actually place a sprinkler system that would just go into you know the well problem that's when the problem started because selfishly she didn't think of well you know, she's not thinking of elementals. She's not thinking of nature spirits in any way, shape, or form. In fact, she's thinking of being able to water her, you know, avocados and mangoes. But in doing so, she literally broke through the ground, broke through the limestone and coral to get to what later on became a well that was the form of watering all her plants. She didn't ask for proper permission. Now, you know, they're, they're always going to say you need a permit in order to do a will, but you also need a permit from the elementals because, quite frankly, it was their land to begin with. We're, we just happened to be passing through. And a lot of activity started acting up. In fact, the well that was connected to the sprinkler system, a brand new sprinkler system, just kept breaking down all the time. And eventually, when she started realizing a few other paranormal things happening around the house uh she called in uh some oh that's when her team was called in i'm sorry and it occurred to her being a sensitive this i noticed this well system is all new when did you have this put in and she said oh about five months ago and and she said when did the activity start uh, like three and a half months ago have you thought that maybe it's coming from this? I know you got your permits, but did you get your permits from nature spirits? And it's funny. 
it was mechanical things. You know, we hear about the airplanes and the gremlins. We hear about, you know, how mischievous they can. It's the same thing. They, they actually started breaking her equipment and they started breaking windows. They started tearing doors down, stuff like that. So it was only until, as Leslie had mentioned, that they offered an offering that it all stopped. And they offered, ironically, an offering of mangoes and avocados. And they said, here, stop. And they did. Okay, thank you. And they they lived happily ever after. That was it. Now, do you do you want to? Here's my question to you and to everyone listening in. Do we call this paranormal? Well, it's an encompassing umbrella. I would call it paranormal because normal would be things that most people can see, touch, hear, relate to. Right. Most people cannot tune in or acknowledge nature spirits. So I would definitely put them in that realm just because of, just for that reason. But I mean, you can't get more natural than a nature spirit. I mean, they were here long before us. And that's why a lot of them have turned mischievous because they used to be big man on campus. Like everybody believed in them. People always gave them things. They gave them <coughs> offerings when Barry Fitzgerald was on he talked about things like that oh, yeah. but then we turned away from it now some of the european you know countries not as much but definitely america we don't acknowledge them the way that we should but what's cool about them is once you've made a relationship with them whether you come across one that's a little disgruntled a little grumpy or you come across the super nice helpful ones yeah um they still know that you've made that connection and they just have like this network that's like, oh, okay, she's cool. It's okay. You can show her, you know, whatever you need to show her, go ahead. And I actually just recently put out a, an offering at my house as well. Um, I had my shaman do a remote viewing of my home to figure out what is currently going on. Cause there's a few odd things that are happening and um one of the things she picked up on might possibly be some type of elemental so just to be safe i gave them something very important to me that one of the last pieces of jewelry that my mom gave me was a pair of silver earrings unfortunately i lost one of those earrings so i only have one so i offered them the one remaining silver earring and that's the timer I was going to say, isn't silver something they don't like, or is it steel? They like shiny things. They like shiny things, but it depends on the shiny. You know, there's yeah. a certain steel or, or metal they don't like. So, okay, let's pull from the, the bucket one All more time. Right. I'm being dramatic. Of course. All right. <laughs> doppelgangers oh lovely what are they all right i guess i'll take the lead on this one <coughs> so uh i have been accused of having a doppelganger more than one occasion and uh um, hey, lucifer had that look first <laughs> uh but quite frankly um uh, 
my opinion. There, I have three varying opinions as to where and what doppelgangers could be. Um, doppelgangers, I think there's multi-universes out there. The multiverse does exist. Uh, I, I believe it's been proven also by the science community. Uh, there are many versions of us in these universes. Some of us are single, married, children, no children, very successful, very poor. Some of us have died and some of us are still alive and living in other countries. But there's versions of us in every single one of these multiverses. And I think thanks to Paulino, and we may have to have him on the show. Uh, I've had him many times before. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Uh, post that up. Uh, what Beth just wrote up, Jen. Uh, also, I believe they do come from different. Okay. I, she says, Beth says, I have one. She even drove the same car as I. Um, I believe there's many versions of us in multi universes. And there are times, and something Paul Eno, which I have a great deal of respect for, a fellow friend and colleague of mine, and he believes in, in the multiverses, that there have been occasions, and he's written about it in his books, in where there was one brought forth from a different dimension of a person that had just passed away here in our time and universe. And here he started going crazy because all this was too much for what he was used to back where he came from. So they had, he eventually died here. So there were two versions of the same individual that died in this universe. I believe that's one possibility. Second possibility is a doppelganger can also happen during a demonic infestation. They can appear. Demons can. Yes, they can appear as other people. They can sound like other people, but there's always one flaw. They have flaws. Look for those flaws. Someone's smile doesn't go keep going like this. Their ears don't go up like Spock or something to that effect. So uh, Leslie says, I've heard reports on demonic cases of mimicking that results in seeing a family member doppelganger or hearing their voices i wonder if there's a connection yes there is and it's not only for the dead the dearly departed it's also for the living and i've also heard of uh human spirits being you know mimicking voices of the living and the dead as well vicky take the baton um, the only thing I can say about doppelgangers is a family story. Before I was born, my sister was about 10 years old and um, my brother would have been six and the, my parents lived in a different house. My sister and brother were watching TV. My mom came in with the laundry basket from the laundry room. She crossed across the living room and into the bedroom. My sister followed her. My mom stood between the bed in the closet and she was folding clothes. And she had a whole full on conversation with my sister. My sister came back into the living room, sat down. And here comes my mom from the utility room with the same basket. 
but she had just come for the first time. Now, what's interesting is that night, my mom woke up. She stood between the bed and the closet the same way she did when she talked to my sister and she had a miscarriage. And there are a lot of people that when you see a doppelganger, that something bad is going to happen. So that's a family story that has been, you know, passed down for years that that's what she saw. She had the conversation and she was, I mean, cause then she was questioning my mom. Didn't you just come in here? And she's like, no, I've been in the utility room. I just came with the basket for the first time. But again, something tragic happened immediately after. And that right. was the miscarriage. And, and yes, that's a, yet another one uh, to look for. It's usually a harbinger of something bad to come. Um, our producer, I seen that last week with my neighbor. I don't know if that's true. If our producer wants to come on and explain, uh, I know that she has some neighbors across the street that she's not necessarily fond of that are moving in. Uh, but go ahead, Jen, and pop in and share with us exactly what you meant by that. I'm, I'm sure she's not thrilled me asking her to be no, on. Hair's not done. See? Mm, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Well. Watched. Okay. Um, no, when I, I was driving, I was coming home. And before I get into it, my my neighbor passed what, a year ago, give or take. Bob? Bob? Yeah. No, he passed two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. But as I was coming home, there was an older gentleman that was in their round driveway. And he was standing over here by the bushes. And as I was coming to my driveway, I had glanced off to the corner of my eye and I had seen what I thought was my old neighbor. It looked exactly like him. He was wearing a hat like my old neighbor used to. And I had turned and then I did like a double glance. I'm like, oh my God, that that's him. And I tried to turn into my driveway and almost hit the telephone pole because I was like, I was in shock because it looked like him, even with the hat. And it caught me off guard because I, I could have sworn that was him. Was he communicating with the living? I don't know. He was outside. He was outside. He wasn't in a car or no, anything like no, that. No, he was just there. Could it have been his apparition? There was a car there. So he was standing in the back of the car in the driveway. By the It could have been, no, no offense, a doppelganger could have been his apparition because I, from what I understand, he was there for many years. In fact, he lived in your home as a child. Yes. And then when he got married, he moved across the street where he stayed with his wife and kids. And eventually he passed away. You know, uh, he was there for a long, I think, what, 40, 50 years, give or take? More than that. Yeah. More than that. He, so he was I would, in his early, what, late 80s, early 90s, give or take? I would wager to say that was his apparition more than it was his doppelganger. Because unless you saw that other Bob, interacting with someone else no no so vicky your impressions if you get any um it probably was his apparition especially since he spent so much time there you know and i think too i i think that all of us have people that look like us out there in the world oh, yeah. um look look at all the times you see they take those pictures of 
of celebrities and match it up to someone 200 years ago, I think there's only so much genetic makeup to go around. All of our genes are just recycled. I had someone who looked just like me on the safety patrol trip when I was in fifth grade at Washington, D.C., and everybody would see us and they, they'd look twice because she was pretty close to where my group was. And they were always like, oh, my gosh, those two girls look alike. They look alike. But by the way, they said I was prettier. But um, but she looked a lot like me. And for years, I could find her in that picture. And we do. We look surprisingly alike. I just think there's some cases that have been maybe misidentified because it's just people that looks like you. Hi, Vicki Norris. The other Vicky with an IE at the end. Yes, I know. We must have been separated at birth because not many people have the same spelling. Uh, and yes, I agree with you 100%. I think uh, it's a shame that I have yet to meet or star in a movie with Vin Diesel, who's my doppelganger. And quite frankly, that's just the way it works. What are you going to do? You, when's the last time you've been to the eye doctor, honey? Well, that said, um, what, do how much time do we have left? We, on our timer, we have one minute and 39 seconds. And I think that might tie us pretty close into commercial, right? Um, it, it might. I, I'm looking for our producer. Hold on a sec to see. Because uh, eight minutes left. Okay. Eight minutes to, okay. So we, we could have time. We could stop this and I can pull another one. Or do we want to do? Here's what we do. We kind of cutting it close because we give 15 minutes to eat. Here's this. Here's what we do. This is where we need audience participation. All right, audience. Before we go to commercial break, I'm going to pull two topics, Uh, and they're going to vote. Okay, uh, and I'm going to call one of them one, and the other one two, and then we're going to see which one. So when we come back from commercial break, that's what we're going to do. So I got to pull two. All right. There's one, and here's two. All right. So number one, UFOs, real or government craft? That's number one choice. And number two, crystals. Do they really have power? All right, so whoever's so, still in the chat room, here's UFOs is one. Yeah. Crystals are two. So UFOs, are they really from other planets or are they government uh, created? Or are crystals really the real deal and they, do they offer power? We're leaving it up to our audience to say yay or nay on either one. So say UFO. Okay, UFO for one. One. Okay, Beth, one that's the ufo okay barbara would uh would bury two okay she's going for crystals okay, so we have two for two okay. two for yeah so we're, we need a tiebreaker here um crystals mark, mark anthony, anthony says crystals so hold on i think we got our tiebreaker so mark anthony uh crystals uh. vicky norris crystals the ufos beth watson ufo and barbara crystals so we got crystals when we come okay. back from our break. So how right. much time do we have a uh, lovely producer of ours when it comes to break time and giving our commercials out? Okay. I, I got to switch. Three through. minutes. 
So Great. do we want to do we want to talk about something else? Rich, is there anything else that you want to share with the audience that you're scared of? No, do you? No, no, just the snakes, which snakes and hats cured me. Yeah, well, Beth doesn't agree with you, and I agree with Beth. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I see that. Oh, here it's we so go. Cute. I'm glad you think so until it's swallowing you by a leg. Okay. Well, it's the yeah. most action I've gotten in a while. So. Oh, geez, please. <laughs> uh, any, anyway. Uh, oh, Rich is speechless. Look, I, I, look I've never liked snakes. <laughs> I've never liked snakes. But yeah, you know what? I've held them before. Frogs? Nah, not so much. Uh, spiders for Vicky. They're all demon spawns. Okay. <laughs> and she would have possibly have burned her house down too. Uh, I've seen that meme many, many times. You know what I found is that a lot of people who are scared of spiders are not scared of snakes and vice versa. Yet, ironically, sna you know, snakes eat spiders. Well, the world is full of irony. So do frogs. Go figure. Uh, but hey, that's the way the cookie crumbles, right? Snakes here in Florida eat gators. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> all right. Well, with all that BS that we keep talking about that I hate talking about. Uh, see, see, the producer just proved my point. She loves snakes, but hates spiders. She just proved my point. I know. Okay. But with that said, <laughs> spiders are the devil. Snakes are good for me. Oh, my God. Whatever. Okay, Leslie. Thanks a lot. Um, we're going to be cutting off to uh our commercial breaks we will be right back and when we come back it'll be more of the paranormal popcorn and picking from the bucket and don't go anywhere anyone crystals and do they hold power will be the next subject to discuss don't go anywhere we'll be right back see you soon
And welcome back to greetings from beyond. Oh, really? We're talking about crystals. Can you at least find a picture of crystals? Sheesh. All right. Um, so the subject matter that we decided to discuss, UFO versus crystals, we fell on crystals. So we're going to be discussing crystals. And do they actually hold power or not? I think they do. Um, I remember back in the day, I had uh, gone through a lot of health issues. Someone had gifted me a, I'm trying to remember the name of the crystal, but it's pink. Uh, the quartz? Rose quartz. Mm-hmm and uh supercharged it for me and um i kept it in my pocket whenever i'd feel sick i'd reach into my pocket and you know just hold on to it and strangely enough i don't know maybe it was mind over matter i don't know but i felt better uh the rose quartz has always been something that works for me and uh through personal testimony did you start to start the timer I'm just asking. Yeah, I started. Okay. Um, we went, I went for years going to crystal shops, getting rose quartzes, cleansing them, all that stuff, supercharging them, waiting for a full moon, all that stuff. And then I just kept using it. Uh, from our producer, there are fake crystals out there. So you must make sure who your distributor is, and if they are legit or go out and find your own by rock hounding. Is that what they call it? Hounding? Why not use hunting? Why hounding? Okay, but she does have a good point there. Rose Quartz, uh, Mark Anthony states, is for heart energy, opening the flow. And yes, uh, if you ain't got flow, you ain't got nothing. Uh, but that goes for just about anything, to be honest with you. <laughs> ah, hey, whatever. Okay, so, Vicky, share with us your point of view when it comes to crystals and the kind of energy they can give out. Well, initially, I have to say that I was very skeptical when it came to crystals. I mean, the rose quartz is supposed to bring love, practically bathed in the stuff still single um <laughs> i had um fr a friend of mine who was very very into it she gave me um a labradite ring i always would wear it on investigations whether it worked or not i always wore it for protection she had given me um something else they call it witch's broom and i had put it um on my lanyard at work to ward off evil aka my boss at the time and so i wore that for a really long time but and I had someone give me, you know, the typical amethyst that I put on, you know, one on each side of my bed for protection and things like that. But to be honest with you, I didn't really notice any kind of big difference. That is until one day I decided to visit a crystal shop and they had all of their crystals in one pretty small room, but a massive amount of crystals. I took about two steps in that room and I turned around and walked right back out. 
my ears were ringing, my hands were vibrating. I mean, I couldn't stand to be in there. So that's when I realized, wow, they really must have some kind of power and they must give off energy or else I wouldn't be reacting that way. <laughs> and that's when I kind of changed my belief system. I don't tip. I mean, on my computer at work, I have, <laughs> yeah, I got stoned. <laughs> but um, but um, I do have some that a friend of mine gave me that are on my computer. I keep them there. Um, I still am superstitious and I put that one ring on when I go on investigations, but it's not my go-to. Let's put it that way. But I do now believe they have power. If I may interrupt, uh, are you going through the proper process to get them cleansed and yes. recharged? Okay. Yes, because the person who gave me 99% of mine is was is very into all of that and all of the process and what you have to do so yeah she taught me all those things recharging in the sun or moonlight the salt baths all that kind of stuff um it's just like i said at, at the beginning i wasn't really feeling it so to speak and it wasn't until i walked in that room that had all of them there i'm like wow there really must be something to this it's just not my go-to is what All I'm right. saying. So our producer is stating uh, that the massive energy real crystals give off is insane. Uh, think of everyone always touching them and leaving their energy behind. Always cleanse after the you buy. I have to agree with her there. You know how many people walk into that same you know scenario you you're talking about, and they're handling their stone the stones yeah. to see which one you know draws them and which ones mm -hmm. they should buy. But they're leaving their energy behind, and if they have yeah. negative energy, it's going to be left on that stone. Yeah. And this is why they always recommend. And, and if you go to a good, real good crystal shop, the the people that work there, including the owner, should always recommend. I strongly urge that when you get home you cleanse it. And oftentimes, you know, I go to crystal shops and they don't even tell you what to do. Don't give you instructions. It's kind of like buying something new and it, and it comes with no instructions. Why? You know, uh, I'd like to know just in case I missed something that I cover it and take care of it versus just saying, well, this doesn't work. Well, <clears throat> read the instruction manual. That's all I have to say. But if you have people in those crystal shops that, that are like, is that all you're going to buy? Can we interest you in something else? And they don't even bother telling you how to properly cleanse your stones by telling you, I would get Palo Santo. I would get some, you know, salt water and wait for the first full moon. And then, you know, do, you know, get some, uh, uh, the name escapes me right now. Uh, some, uh, incense i forget the name of it it's often used to cleanse negative energy help me out here vicky uh because i often don't use it i i'm more demonologist than i am anything else but uh i don't use anything heavily scented like an incense that's just because of my sinus no it's not an incense it's rolled up and it smells like pot and, and i can't for, for oh, the life sage of sage thank you they <laughs> usually tell you to also use sage to cleanse your stones as well uh vicky norris uh the other i.e vicky 
states uh, each crystal needs to be cleansed or cleaned differently too. That is correct. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, thank you for the help there, Leslie. Already <laughs> covered that. Uh, my mentee uh, for a demonologist and also also uh, one of the demonologists, which reminds me, I need to talk to her about the case she had this past weekend. But we're breaking off subject matter. <clears throat> um, I agree. Mark Anthony says. Um, I left an amethyst outside too long and, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, his comment disappeared. There it is. I left an amethyst outside too long and the sun drained it. It's purple. Uh, <laughs> a beginner's mistake. Uh, we all make mistakes when we first come in contact with crystals. I did. You did. Vicky, we all have in the chat room, including our producer, who is what I would call a natural uh, witch, and you just learn as you go along. Maybe a little, another go around and giving this a chance. I don't know, Vicky, you know, maybe. Well, what I always tell people, because a lot of people have come to me and asking for advice when it comes to crystals. If you're going to a store that is not overly saturated, I always tell people to close your eyes and feel which way the energy is pulling you. Don't necessarily always look at books to say that this is supposed to do this, that, or the other. Close your eyes and go where it's telling you to go. And that might be the crystal that you need right then at that point in your life. So use your senses and be drawn to the correct one. I couldn't have said it any better myself. There have been times when... I've gone to a crystal shop and I'm looking for the next rose quartz. And then I'm for some strange reason, I'm drawn to the left away from rose quartz and it's some other stone altogether. Maybe it's because it's shiny. Maybe it, it has a different energy, but it, if my gut is telling me go there instead of there, there's a reason for it. And like you said, that may be the stone you need. I just pulled a Shatner. That may be the stone you need at that Both time. Hands. Yeah. Both hands. All right, so there you go. How are we doing on time uh, before we draw into the box? Fifteen seconds. <laughs> you want you let's let's let it go off so we can hear the sound. It's oh, very okay. magical. Okay. It's very uh, calming. Yeah. It's not one of those. Eh, eh, eh. Oh no! Wait, no here we no. go. Those are alarm clocks. Do you hear it? Isn't it nice and calm? All right. Oh, <laughs> I put it back in there, but I guess we're talking about UFOs. Oh, all right, UFOs. My least Why, why do you subject. act like that is a subject? Uh, that no, just... it's not that. It's just, you know, I, I've had my experiences with them. But, you know, take take the baton and I'll, I'll chime in with my experience and let's see where it, it leads us. Okay. Well, my experience, um, it would have been... Um, la, 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 1980, I believe, 1980. Um, I lived my parents' house. Uh, it used to be located on a dirt road. It made a horseshoe. We were three quarters of the way down this dirt road. My mother and I had gone to dinner. We turned onto the road and about what looked like a, like right above our driveway, where the driveway starts, we saw these lights all these bright lights 
I remember we're about three quarters of a mile away, but we also remember it's a dirt road. So we're like avoiding the potholes and we're zigging and zagging and we're, and we're both like up looking through the, the front windshield. We're like, what is that? Well, when we initially looked because of the shape, we were thinking, is it a blimp? But then we're thinking, why is there a blimp right up above our telephone lines? Um, there's no major event. There's no reason why there should be a blimp. But it looked like there was a bunch of lights and I just figured it's a blimp. So at some point it's going to make words and we keep getting closer. And when we get closer, we see it's not making words. It is several individual rows of lights that are around this oval shaped craft. And they're like on, 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 on. So each light is coming on independently to make it look like they're chasing around this thing. But it was really, we could see well enough to see it was like a light turning on and then the next one turning off. So we keep going down the road and we're like, oh my gosh. And one thing that we noticed at some point is there was the complete absence of noise. We didn't hear, we lived on two and a half acres. There's woods, we're driving past wooded areas. There's no noises. There's no noise coming from this. We get almost up to it and literally as fast as you can snap your fingers, it disappeared. Now, again, this is 1980. Even if the government were experimenting with crap, and this thing was huge, huge. Even if they were experimenting, I really don't think in 1980 that they had any kind of technology that could make this thing as big as a blimp disappear that quickly. And it was just right above the telephone lines. This thing would have had to have gone up over big, tall pine trees and then shoot off someplace. But that's not what happened. We literally blinked our eyes and it was gone. We pulled into the driveway. Of course, the first thing I did was call my best friend, Barry, who lived across the street. I'm like, oh, my gosh, did you just see? Did you see something outside? And he's like, no, of course, we ran back outside. We we could have been abducted if it was a UFO because we ran straight back down the driveway and stood in the road trying to see if it would come back. But to this day, I remember every single detail. And my mom, up until her death, remembered every detail of that night and what we saw. Uh, Mark Anthony uh, says, I have never seen a UFO, but fully believe um we are not alone in this universe leslie says don't you mean uaps and, yes uh, U- uaps are unidentified aerial phenomena that's what they're calling ufos nowadays really see once again yeah. we were talking about this before the show they keep changing titles for everything i'm getting sick and tired of that crap all right uh vicky norris she says uh i've seen two things different states and times for time frames that i call ufo related um okay i personally have seen a ufo not a uap sorry not gonna break away from it leslie sticking to ufos that's it i'm done with everything all the words and titles changing on me every time i turn around and look they change it so um i was in marco island uh, this was I'd say 21 years ago and from the balcony of the condo that Tammy and myself and two other friends were staying in, we looked out, this was nighttime 
uh, sun had just gone down and there was a light that appeared. I thought at first it was a helicopter, but helicopters usually over a body of water, any noise that's hovering or on that body of water, it's going to resonate onto the beach. And I'd say it was a good two miles off shore and there was no chopper sound, none whatsoever. It was just a light that did this showed up and then i'd say 20 minutes of the 45 it was there it literally had a spotlight shine down so think of cocoon it was shining down a spotlight into the ocean no sound but you could see the water even though you're two miles off land you could see the water was doing something weird i don't know what to call it and yes marco island beth yeah, she knows the place <laughs> well, ironically. And uh, that, did you, by the way, Beth mentions Marco Island. Yes. Did you see a UFO while you were at Marco Island, by the way? You know, inquiring minds right now want to know. Um, but yes, this went on for 45 minutes, give or take. And when it stopped, it just went and disappeared. Now, I have to call it a UFO. Yeah, all right, no. Well, if it so, wasn't, remember, UFO stands for Unidentified Flying Object. So if other people had reported the object and they were not able to come back with something definitive, mm -hmm. then it still is classified as that. Now, if you submit a UFO report, back when we used that term, and they could tell you that it was a certain type of aircraft, it then became an IFO an identified flying object. Now, in my neighborhood where I saw what was interesting is earlier in the 1970s, a professor at Palm Beach back then, junior college, that's how far back it was. Um, he was a professor at Palm Beach Junior College. He bought a house on our road and he bought it from a man that claimed that a UFO had actually landed in his yard. Now, you have to, you know how small my mom's neighborhood was it was just a horseshoe. Now everybody yeah. had acreage. Everybody was sitting on two and a half to five acres, depending on um, you know their lot size. But two UFO sightings in that short span. And the man who bought the house, his name was Dr. Yinger. And anybody who's old enough who might have attended Palm Beach Junior College or even when it changed to Palm Beach Community College, he taught death and dying classes and every you know things on that order. But he also became a little local celebrity when he came up with a theory that attached sociology to UFOs and UFO sightings. So he was written up in a few newspapers back in the day when he developed this theory. And I thought that was interesting because he went into this after he purchased a home where someone said that a UFO had landed in the yard. So Vicki Norris, UAP will always be UFO to me. Thank you very much. Someone agrees with me. Mark Anthony, for those of you who have seen UFOs, was that a pivotal point in your spiritual journey or just an exciting, unusual event? To me, it was an exciting, unusual event. I yeah. wouldn't say it was spiritual. How about you, Vicki? I would say I was just excited. And it's still, as you can tell, I still tell the story to this day. And I would have been 14 years old at the time. So that's a, um, that's a long time to be telling the story. Beth but, Watson you know, they says, say... 
But but they do say that if you see anything, no matter how long ago it was, you do need to call the UFO hotline and you need to report it. Even to this day, they'll have you type it up because they are tracking all of these and they might be able to tell you whether there really was something in the area because they have data. Or will they? Contributing to data. How many years have they kept it a secret? And just recently they started actually letting this information out. I, well, I, this I is different. That. This is the UFO reporting hotline. This isn't the government. Is it MUFON? No. The guy's name's Peter. Peter? I always say it Peter. You know, like Peter Pan? Peter. Okay, so Peter. Okay, all right. So Peter. it's not a pita bread. Uh, <coughs> Beth says uh, number nine. So I'm assuming she's seen nine in Connecticut. Uh, but Connecticut mm-hmm. is like, like, in my opinion, it's like, Connecticut is just a second version of Erie, Indiana. Um, it's its own triangle. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> and uh, and she says not spiritual, just exciting. Uh, Leslie, Mark Anthony, I've never seen one, at least no one I was allowed to recall. Not one I was allowed mm-hmm. to recall. I would imagine it would be a pivotal moment spirituality-wise. I, You know, I, it wasn't to me, but who knows? Maybe other people. I think if you actually saw some type of being in that oh that's no no that's that's an out of body (laughs) (laughs) i've been dead okay (laughs) knowing me we're still talking about the darn ufos that's why they don't want to talk about it but whatever all right let me all right the next topic What has been your most interesting investigation? All right, Vicky, go. Oh, interesting. Um, I think I'm going to kick it. I, most of mine are residential, but back in the day when I was on Florida Ghost Team, we, um, <coughs> we went over to Ybor City and we were investigating the Cuban Club. And... We were in the theater of the Cuban Club. Cuban Club has several different floors. The um, at the time, the theater was in disrepair. They it was the basement were, area, right? No, the basement's where the old pool used to be. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I get, get, I get those. Two and movies. so we're in the theater. This is it's not a nice, you know, it's years of wear, and they don't really use it or anything. There's only a few parts of the building at that point that were being used. One of them was the ballroom on the top floor. And um, they might have used every once in a while where the old pool used to be in the basement. So we were in there and um, I was on monitor duty. And anybody who's ever been on monitor duty knows that when you're on monitor duty, you're staring at this bright screen. So you can't really see a lot of what's going on around you. I had my hands on the table. And I felt a pain on my hand. And I was like, ow. And I went like this. But the person that I worked for in Florida Ghost Team, I knew I couldn't ask for a break unless it was a scheduled time for the break. So I just ignored the pain and sat there till I was told that I could take my break. So I went to the restroom with uh, my friend Jen, who was on the team. And we go to the restroom. I look in the light. I had a very deep scratch on my hand that was deep enough to draw blood. 
fast forward, I go back to the Cuban club later on. I had my own team. Um, we were there in conjunction with some other people that I knew that had their teams. <clears throat> we go back to the theater. Now at this point, the theater is being rejuvenated. So there's construction, there's scaffolding, there's boards all across the stage. There's, you know, it's a mess. I walk up, I was with Jen again. I walked up and we went on the stage and I'm standing there and I was like, last time I was here, someone scratched me. Can you please tell me why you scratched me? Well, all of a sudden my arm started to burn and I didn't want to touch it. I literally held it up like this, even though it was dark. And I said, Jen, we got to go out in the lobby. I need to look at my arm. When we got out into the lobby, I had three scratch marks. They went all the way down my arm. And um, I guess I got my answer, not why, but <laughs> that they could do it again. And people have often at the Cuban Club have reported the most common occurrences are scratches and getting sick. Many people who have investigated the Cuban club have had stomach issues. Some people like violently sick that they've had to leave the building. And those are two common ones. So that was very interesting because that's the most physical anything has really gotten with me on an investigation. And that was way, well, I mean, that was Florida ghost team. So that was yeah. a long time ago. That was my well, first uh, real quick, but that's one of uh, the Cuban Club in Ybor City, correct? If I'm not mistaken. And uh, yes, uh, that was a very interesting case, ironically, where the stage was. And uh, I was picking up a great deal amount of um, EMF radiation stemming from the stage. But of course, there was a lot of wires down there. And but it made it a perfect storm for us to be able to communicate through the ghost box and an EVP session, the spirits that were there were actually able to communicate. Nothing violent, uh, but they communicated. And when I say communicated, we'd ask a question, we'd get a response. Ask a question, get a response. And it was literally like that. I'd say not even a minute long. It was like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, over and over and over. Yeah. And that's that went on for a good 20 minutes, give or take. We took a little break, came back, there was some, but it wasn't as much. We should have kept on going, but the, the energy that was there was very draining. So uh, the other case that really had an impact on me, and it was with my team as well, <coughs> um, <clears throat> was a residential. It was featured uh, on a haunting, um, uh, and it's called Buried Secret. So any one of you out there right now that want to see the uh, episode, it was it's on discovery plus you can check check it out on a haunting and look for buried secrets uh vicky you would actually have more information on that because uh i, I they, had they, looked it up yeah you know, i looked it back up. on the you know episodes yeah i don't know why but it's not on the lineup if when you go um that whole season is not available on discovery plus or whatever yeah, they've been doing that lately and i don't know why but i'll give my my end of the story uh this individual that we were helping out was a friend of one of our team members and he had an attachment. Uh, this attachment came via a curse. And um, let's just say I, um, it was me uh, and the, the, uh, the client was right next to me, but on the other side was 
Tammy, and then we had the other team members there. Um, what was disturbing was I felt a heat. And mind you, we, we were, I'd say, a good three feet away from each other. But I felt a heat coming off of the client on his end. So my whole left side was burning up. But I started feeling agitated. And when I say agitated, I mean agitated enough to where I had no reason to be angry, angry at this individual. He had done nothing to tick me off. Um, and that in itself was I was feeling this overwhelming urge to beat the crap out of this guy. I don't know why. But I do know why. At that time, I didn't know why. But I, it took me a minute. I'm regaining my composure and I'm saying, I, oh, wow, I really got to get up and I got to ground myself. So actually, the one that helped me uh, was Tammy because she's a Reiki master. She said, you need to get up. We need to go outside. You need some air. We need to ground you. And I said, okay, fine. No, no problem. Well, we did. Uh, we went outside, Tammy followed me and she said, find whatever, let's find whatever here is the oldest tree. Vicky, you can testify to this, that this does work. And we picked one. She said, put your back to it. I'll help, you know, and she helped, you know, draw the energy out and she kept drawing. When she kept drawing, she'd do this. Like it was, it was hot to the touch because what I was feeling is what that attachment to the client was giving off to me. It was, it was working through me to get me away from the, helping the client. And it worked to an extent. But we were out there for so long that they the team actually came, came out along with the client. They said, hey, man, you okay? And I was like, I'm fine now. And I'm sorry I took so long. But I needed to step away. I literally felt my demeanor. And Vicky, you know my demeanor. I'm, I'm very calm, cool, and collected. I go with the flow. For me to feel aggression towards a person they either have to mess with my family or mess with me directly before me before I even get to that point of agitation. I was to the point of agitation to where I literally wanted to beat the crap out of this guy for no reason at all. He wasn't saying anything offensive at the time, but it wasn't him. Again, it was what was with him. That's what caused it. So that was one of the most pivotal, actually not pivotal, but most memorable cases um in recent date that i can remember and ironically if people can find it on a haunting 2017 season 9 episode 8 buried secrets travel channel uh it's not on discovery plus unfortunately but it is mentioned there and it did happen one of the funniest things we ever caught um on an investigation it was actually one that we have video evidence of and we were using a spirit box and i was you know, asking questions or whatever. And all of a sudden the spirit box said, bitch. And I said, who are you calling a bitch? Spirit box said, Bobby Joe. <laughs> now, you know that that is not a typical name that you would find in yeah. most places. And that thing clears a bell said, Bobby Joe. And we all started laughing naturally because we didn't expect that kind of response. You know, we expected when I said, who are you calling that? I was expecting maybe you or something like that. I didn't expect that to say Bobby Joe. So. You know, what's funny is I've, I've had other cases where I had nothing to do with the case, 
but through an EVP session and through the ghost box, my name, Rich Valdez, was called out. And they said, is there anyone in this room that you wish to talk to? And they said, no. And then it came back with, with who do you want to talk to? And it said, Rich. And they said, Rich who? Valdez. So that's how they contacted me and my team. We ended up going in. This happened 12 years ago. But, you know, it's funny how a case you had nothing to do with, but the team you happen to know, a spirit there investigating at a, at a house ends up calling out your name. And you're, you're like, hey, I'm obliged to go ahead and uh, <laughs> show I had up. something similar. It was a case that I had been on, but um, they had called another team in and the team ran out scared. And they weren't going to contact the client. And she contacted them and she said, hey, you guys left here two weeks ago. You're not you didn't give me, you know, any answers or anything. And the guy said, well, we will be coming back because they got a very negative EVP. And then all of a sudden he said, do you know someone named Vicky? And she said, yes. And um, she goes, why? They got an EVP that said, where's Vicky? We like Vicky. So that's why they scared the crap out of these people because they didn't like them. They didn't like their energy. A lot of conversation in the chat real quick. Uh, Mark Anthony for me, Ripley's, believe it or not, in St. Augustine, Florida, for my most haunted visit. Uh, a bunch of us did an overnight exploration of the previous hotel and unsolved murder of all and all of the objects. Uh, also, uh, our producer, hers was at the Asylum 49 Uh and unfortunately it's no no longer a hospital but uh when we sat in the circle i kept having images of my uh in my head of a ragged ragged lady walking onto her hands and feet she was getting very agitated at me and swearing uh i was there and i can actually attest to what she was feeling and our emf kept going off we got a lot of rude evps oh there goes the timer but yes a lot of experiences definitely we could go on a few full hours about this. All right, this is probably going to be our last one here. Yeah, I don't like that one. Oh, come on. <laughs> eh, I don't like that one. Really? Really? <laughs> wow. There's one okay. I want to get to. No. <laughs> it's in here somewhere. Hey, I waited to the end to cheat, okay? Did I ever? Ah, uh, you're throwing some out that some of our our you know fans may want us to read out. So, nah, they weren't that interesting. All right, Jeez. <laughs> all right. No, this is this this will take us to the end of the show, and this is a serious topic. Incubus, succubus, or just a dream? So I'm handing this over to you. Because I want to know how a person distinguishes between what they think might be an interaction with an incubus or a succubus, or how do they know that they just weren't dreaming? Um, incubus, succubus is a very... Uh, murky thing, but it makes itself known when you suffer what is called or referred to as sleep paralysis the clinical term sleep paralysis in my opinion there's the clinical and then there's the induced sleep paralysis why do i say sleep paralysis do you ask because 
I believe incubus succubus do have the ability to induce sleep paralysis. And while they are inducing sleep paralysis, they interact with you sexually. It is painful at first, but then you actually, and you, you don't want it for the first few times, but when you start really wanting more of it and looking forward to the next visit, that's when you should start worrying. Because then what you're doing in a situation like that, you are creating a pact with incubus or succubus, giving them permission to interact with you. And they usually give you gifts to entice you and keep you in place, like premonition, dreams. Um, you will be gifted even telepathy, telekinesis, uh, a lot of things that people have actually done in cases that I've had over the years that they end up saying, yeah, now I have these precog dreams and I never had them before and they're actually coming true. And I asked them, do you really want this gone or not? Because you kind of sound like you're enjoying this a little bit too much. And they're like, I don't know. And that's the trap because since they they start off and you're scared naturally because this is not normal this is not something that you look forward to uh your 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 personal space is being invaded and then all of a sudden you start gaining some interest to it this is the seduction part and that's how they hook you and when they offer you those gifts and there's some form of communication back and forth with the individuals um it becomes an issue and that's when it becomes dangerous. Incubus, succubus are very difficult to get rid of. In fact, my mentor, Bishop James Long, for many, many years, had issues with one elderly woman. And I hate to say this and use this as an ex and as a, uh, example. She was in her 70s. And she was literally tortured. And this was very painful for her. And he could not help her. Uh, when they somehow reach some kind of pact with you, and it's not like this happened voluntarily, it just happened, it, it becomes very difficult to get rid of. And uh, uh, Leslie says, uh, my mentee, I find that people know definitively for themselves when it's real. Uh, Mark Anthony Rich, this sounds like a documentary uh book topic i'd watch and read uh you know if you're referring to the incubus succubus uh yes it could be uh but i'll tell you right now it is scary your take vicky i know you've had a few and i've actually assisted in one well the uh to mark anthony's point um the whole book is not about that but um there is a book um, about a Warren's case and the family were the Smurls. Okay. And there is a case where one of the instances that happened was the father was downstairs. He saw what he thought to be this beautiful young girl come down in a nightgown and she proceeded to do what she did. And then she turned into an old hag. Now, he actually had substance, let's say, to verify that it had occurred. Um, in the book, he immediately went upstairs, washed off. Um, but that's one book that you could possibly 
read that would give you one type of encounter. So my question to you, Rich, is if they're making all these deals with you, in his case, it showed itself as mm -hmm. this ugly old hag. So there weren't any deals being made. Um, but I know I've recently read about a situation where someone was visited nightly by multiple succubus and they're, you know, like you said, they're in their mind, they weren't really offered anything, but they were like, they knew that they shouldn't be enjoying this, that they shouldn't give into it yet. They obviously they end up and they were able to touch and there were some times where he would touch these entities and they would be like the softest, smoothest skin you'd ever want to touch. Other times it felt like hairy. Sometimes it felt like peach fuzz and sometimes it actually felt like scales. But even those times where it felt strange, he still gave in. He still participated on a nightly basis. So why do you think that one would, ex would, was it just the fear factor in the Smurl case? Did it want to show that it, it owned this place? It owned the people in the house. Is that why it showed its ugly self instead of just maintaining its female pretty version? They, they usually start off with the male and female pretty version. Uh, that's how they hook you. And over time, is when they start showing their true selves. See, this was I've, during the act, it switched. Okay. And more than likely, that's when its defenses actually dropped. But, you know, the one um, thing I've noticed uh, that correlates with every single case is the induced sleep paralysis. They can't move. I'm not, I, let's not even call it paralysis, it, it's like a, a, a sting, and it causes you, the person to paralyze. They can't move. They can't fight against what is being done to them. This is done at first. And I think that over time, what happens as the act is taking place, that they, they're exerting so much energy to keep the image they want you to see and the actual act that they're doing that they, they kind of like fade in and out of what they really are. Kind of like they're that, um, that image they want you to see kind of like starts fading and you can see through the veil to what they really are, but you're enjoying it so much at the first few times that you actually let it happening. Uh, it, 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 as it's happening, you, you kind of say, this is scary, but I'm enjoying it. This is scary. I'm, you're back and forth. It happens like this for a few times. And then it gets to the point to where it no longer matters how they appear to you. They start creating, and this is mind to mind. This is not like they physically talk to each other. They create a pact. They say, hey, look, you let me keep coming over and doing this to you. I'll give you these gifts and these gifts and these gifts. And I've seen it many, many times. I've seen it more with females, incubus, more than I have with succubus. And I find it fascinating that with females that have actually in, in experienced the male version of incubus succubus, uh, the incubus always leaves a clear KY jellyish film behind. 
and they get rid of the evidence right away. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's the shock, but me personally, if I knew someone close to me that had just gone through something like this, I'd say before, you know, if it happens another time, could you please let me know so that we can collect some of this? I think it's probably the shock value, just like people who have been raped. Well, I know. Their first reaction sometimes will be <clears throat> in the shower. Now, what was interesting in this last book that I read that involved um, this is they basically let this person know that they travel and they have multiple people that they travel to see. And what was most telling about him was that he was completely drained of energy. And they told him, that's our point. We're here to get energy. Mm-hmm. And they would completely drain him of all energy. And then they had other people to go to. And there would be several at a time that would be visiting him. And they would come, no pun intended, um, like four times a week. Uh, graphic question. Uh, but do you think that a wet dream, as males have called it, or sexual dreams when happening frequently, could that be one influencing you? Um, no, I, it, it's totally That's a different. biological thing. Yeah, it's totally different. And this is this is uh, something that is happening to you and you are aware as it's happening to you. It's not a dream. You are awake. You just can't move. You're not mistaking this for, you know, a dream. Oh, are we out of time? Now, that's the also that's the difference in this other the last book I read is that he was able that's how come he could touch and, and feel scales and he could feel how soft yeah. they were. Yeah. And so he was able to move during his, but the very I mean towards the beginning I don't think he could, but then once this became a regular thing, then mm. he was able to move. I had a I had a friend of mine that uh one day finally was able to describe to me what she was seeing and what she was feeling. And she described a very smooth skin, but it had like a, um, uh, like a snake slime feel to it, to the skin, but it was very smooth. It didn't have the scales and it had wings. This is not the first time. Now, legend or lore would actually have you believe that these are the children of uh, the first woman ever created, Lilith. And uh, she still to this day continues to create these children. Hey, Olga, how you doing? And this is not the case. I don't know if that's the case. This is Hebrew lore, but I, it's one of the ones that are out there that that's where Incubus and Succubus come from. Um, I personally, I have my questions still as to what they really are. Are they demonic? Are they non-demonic? Are they a different species of spiritual creature that actually corporealize and do these things? I don't know. I'm on the fence about this, but I haven't really had a case in, I'd say, a decade. So to be honest with you, that case is still, or those cases are still open to me. I think they're, they could very well be demonic, but um I have my questions because it just doesn't add up. I know that their sole purpose is to procreate, yet they can't because we're human. But then again, you also have everything else that happened uh, with the Nephilims. They did. They were actually the byproduct of 
human women and angelic beings creating Nephilim. So they were able to. So why are these not able to do so today? There's another question for you. And investigators need to be careful when they come in. The last case that I had, it sounded like it might have been involved with something like this. Upon further delving into it, um, the client, I mentioned it on another show, she was having repressed memories of being sexually abused that were coming forward in, at nighttime. And those memories made her think that there was something in the room currently doing those things. And it was actually those memories coming to the surface. So I recommended that she um, go see a therapist and, and work through that. And that was the right thing for, for her. Yeah. And, 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 and it could easily be misconstrued as something else. Uh, and I agree with what you did there. Uh, it needed to be done. Um, we're coming close to the end of the show. Um, and, you know, it's been a great show. Uh, I think we've done a great job involving everyone and, and tabling all the questions. I'm going to ask our, our producer exactly how much time we have left because I would like to post up a memorial uh, for Kiki Antonito, uh, who passed away last week, Tuesday, uh, and uh, in loving memory of Kristen, um, Christine Kiki, form, I know, aka Kiki Antonito. Um, she will definitely forever live in our hearts. Uh, died way too young, way, way too young. And uh, I want to devote this show, uh, dedicate this show to her memory uh, as we remembered her in the morning, or actually not the morning, I'm sorry. Uh, this I'm still recovering from this loss. Uh, at the beginning of the show, we are remembering her towards the end as well. Uh, Kiki, may you sing with the angels forever and may you always be around us in loving memory. Uh, you will be missed and uh, and generally speaking, once we pass, remember we are physically here for about two weeks. So a lot of people are going to have anybody that's connected um, that has a relationship is likely to experience some kind of physical activity in their home for two weeks after someone passes away. And then people transition. Some people, they check in and they come right back and they start, they learn how to interact again and, and they're still there they just don't have their body some people go to the other side and they need a little rest for a little while before they start their visitations and some people don't have a lot of people left here so they stay on the other side primarily but if if there's if there's any kind of activity in anyone's home that knew her it it will happen for two weeks uh she will be remembered never forgotten um anyways we love you kiki uh for those of you who didn't know kiki um ray of sunshine always lit up the room when she was there and we're thankful that she graced us with her presence uh may you rest in peace kiki uh this show is dedicated to you and uh as usual we're going to be signing off uh, we will be back next week, hopefully with a guest. 
uh we're in negotiations right now with one but if not then hey whatever we move on and do another show creatively like this one uh so vicky thank you once again for being on the show and and being we, a great co-host we also are. have an event coming up on may 6th we will be traveling last week's show when we had yvonne mason and we talked about gerard yes. Schaefer, and we talked about the double tree in oak hammock park we do have an upcoming event where we are going to be traveling out to Oak Hammock Park, and we are lucky enough, Yvonne is going to show us the exact location of the infamous Devil's Tree, mm -hmm. and then we're going to see if there's anyone out there that we need to help. Uh, it, I don't consider this an event. I consider this closure for those unfortunate victims, and uh, we all three of us are going to be taking this on because it's our, our mission now to give these victims a voice. Well, know? I can tell you that if she doesn't lead us to the same place that Bobby Joe and I randomly picked out as being the location, I'm telling you right now, there's more bodies out there. Right. If she leads us someplace else, I know that there's more bodies. We'll be keeping everyone tuned as to what our progress is with this case uh this is going to be a cold case but um i think we actually have uh the right team put together to actually reach some answers so stay tuned we will be reporting back when it comes to exactly what we found so as i close out the this one episode uh, as i close out every episode live life don't let life live you and remember peace be still See you next week.